0: And that is the thing that I think stops a lot of people from creating success is the fear of the unknown, the uncertainty. So those are two areas that I would say are very, very important for someone on the entrepreneurial journey to get a grasp of. If you can live on purpose and do it through your passions, then that's, I believe, where the magic starts to happen from my experience. So when you can marry those two up and they synergize and go hand in hand, I think that's where the real success really happens for an individual. I think innately we're all on this planet to contribute in some sort of meaningful and valuable ways. What exactly that is for each individual is, is a journey of self-discovery. And some people can go through that process very quickly. For some people it takes a lot longer and I think it all depends on how willing they are to self inspect.
1: And that is coming up next on Bootstrapping Your Dream Show. So stay tuned. So the big question is this, how are ambitious people like us who don't have a lot of resources, did not go to Ivy League colleges, were not born into wealth? How do we become resourceful enough? Use our creativity, our dedication, and a little bit of crazy to bootstrap our way to realizing our dreams, whether it is launching a new company, launching a new app, or making it to the top of the corporate ladder. That is the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. We have created a tremendous community of bootstrappers, entrepreneurs, and professionals who are ambitious, resourceful, and want to get things done. We brainstorm, support, and help each other out. So come join us. Navigate to bootstrapping.group, join today and get the Startup Founders Technology Accelerator video series absolutely free. If you enjoy this video, then do let us know by hitting that like button now. Or if you want us to improve our content, then go ahead and hit that thumbs down button and give us your honest feedback in the comment section below. Here at Tetra Noodle, we are passionate about entrepreneurship, technology and innovation. Every week, we bring you insightful and engaging videos, interviews, tips, tricks, and strategies to help you grow your business or rise in your corporate profession. If you're new here, please do consider subscribing. And do not forget to hit that bell icon so that you are notified when we publish new content. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dream show. I'm your host Manoj Agarwal and today we'll be talking with Nicholas Fudge. So Nicholas is an Australian as uh, you will uh, be able to tell from his accent. Uh, he's driven by a purpose and passion for exploring ethical and sustainable solutions to address the rapid changes we are now experiencing in today's fast-paced world. Nicholas is all about engaging in meaningful dialogue where ideas, perspectives, and beliefs can be acknowledged and challenged in respectful ways. He has, uh, uh, Nicholas has 27 years of experience covering areas of direct sales, both B2C, B2B, marketing, lead gen, business ownership, recruitment, management, uh, customer and client acquisition and leadership development. By truly understanding the challenges clients are facing, he assists them to identify and attract the ideal customers through a collaborative approach within his strategic network of professionals. This is going to be an awesome conversation.
0: Welcome, Nicholas. Thank you very much for that very warm introduction, Manoj. Very much appreciated.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. So let us, uh, get to know you a little bit. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get started in, uh, in business? And uh, you have done some amazing work in all these different fields. So how were you able to master all these skills, um, during your career?
0: Well, It started when I went backpacking to Canada and I was, (laughs) as you do when you're a young 20 something year old, I was following Mm -hmm. a little bit of skirt to uh, engage with over there and um, look, what happened was I found myself broke, unemployed, needed a job, so I answered an ad in the paper and got introduced to border door sales. And I wasn't crazy about it at the beginning, but because uh, Crocodile Dundee had recently released a movie Paul Hogan uh, was the star of that show. Um, He paved the way for me to be able to engage in conversations where people said, I'm not interested in what you're selling, but you've got a really cool accent, keep talking. And at the end of the day, they then said, actually, that's a great deal, I'll take up that offer. And that was my introduction to direct sales. And from there, I managed to train and develop people in leadership, ended up being sponsored to run my own company in Canada. They then sponsored me to go down to America and I spent the next several years traveling around North America in various cities like Detroit, Michigan, Grand Rapids, St. Louis, Miami, Long Island, New York, and ended up in Phoenix, Arizona, and then came back to Australia in the late 90s. So that was my introduction to direct sales. And Mm -hmm. I then transitioned across into more of a business development role where I was then acquiring clients for direct sales organizations to go and promote B2B and B2C door-to-door. And I did that for several years before they changed direction. And I had a handful of clients that decided that uh, they loved the program so much, they reached out to me independently and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. So I engaged with them on a uh, one-on-one relationship and did independent marketing for them because I could earn a full-time income in 10 to 20 hours a week. And that gave me the opportunity to work on other projects. And I dabbled in a lot of areas over the last sort of 10 to 20 years. With some degrees of success, more failure, but that's what's led me to where I am now, the experience and the knowledge to be able to work with some startups to get them traction in the marketplace.
1: Awesome, that's a great story. Um, Yeah, I I was uh, uh, smiling at Canada because I am from Canada in Vancouver, so I, I can imagine how uh, how your, uh, adventures must have uh, unfolded. So
0: I landed in Vancouver and went straight up to Whistler as most <laughs> Australians do.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Um, so let's talk about entrepreneurship. A lot of audience, uh, a lot of people in our audience, they're entrepreneurs. So, uh,
0: yes. what
1: is uh, some of the, uh, some advice you will give them as they are starting their journey or they are in the first phase of their entrepreneurial journey?
0: Wow, there's so many important factors that, you know, go into being an entrepreneur. And I think probably two that I'd like to share that from my experience, really, I think a paramount for someone's success as an entrepreneur is congruency. And what I mean by that is how well do your actions match what you say you were going to do? In other words, do you have the self-discipline? to follow through and persevere, no matter what, to create your vision, I suppose in your reality is what I'm trying to say. So that's really, really important that you have that congruency to follow through and do what you say you're gonna do. And the second thing that I think is very underrated is having a mentor or a coach And for some, that's maybe not in their budget because it does cost money to engage in a mentor. Well, not so much a mentor, definitely a coach. They don't come Mm -hmm. cheap, especially the good ones. So sometimes you might be able to engage with someone as a mentor that might spend some time with you to help you strategically visualize more about how you're going to create what it is you want to create. And if that's not possible, perhaps engage with someone as an accountability partner to begin with someone that's maybe also on the entrepreneurial journey that you can create a relationship with and and have, if not daily, weekly calls to discuss what it is that you're going to do that week and deliver on so that each time you connect, you can actually tick off those things and say, yes, I did do that. I made those 10 calls. I made those 20 calls. I stepped out of my comfort zone and I did what I said I was going to do, even though I was fearful of the outcome. And that is the thing. I think stops a lot of people from creating success is the fear of the unknown, the uncertainty. So those are two areas that I would say are very, very important for someone on the entrepreneurial journey to get a grasp of.
1: That's awesome. Um, Very good advice. Now I uh, understand you're also, uh, you know, you're very keen on building a purposeful uh, businesses. So um, can you tell us, uh, share your thoughts about how, you can define the purpose for your business or a startup that you are trying to start?
0: Yeah, that's a really, really good question, and um, I've been having conversations with people of late on LinkedIn and, and in person as well about the difference between passion and purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and, and passion is, I suppose, described more about what it is that gets you up in the morning and purpose is why you're doing what you're doing. It's more purpose is generally not going to change. It's a constant. Your purpose is to do whatever it is that it's meant to do and your passion. Well, we have lots of passions throughout our life that come and go. Um, So if you can live on purpose and do it through your passions, then that's, I believe where the magic starts to happen from my experience. So when you can marry those two up and they synergize and go hand in hand, I think that's where the real success really happens for an individual. And it takes time. Uh, It's not an easy path. It is fraught with lots of distractions (laughs) along the way. And those who like me over the years have suffered from what I call next shiny object syndrome Mm where we're working on something and then all of a sudden something catches our eye or our vision and we go oh wow that's exciting and all of a sudden we lose focus on what it is that we were doing and that's what i mean by our passions can change sometimes but our purpose i think remains constant now hopefully i've answered your question
1: no this is this is um exactly what i believe in as well in fact uh, you know it's interesting just the other day i'm playing around with my linkedin profile titles and just the other day I changed it to helping entrepreneurs uh, build purposeful startups. So I'm on the same page as you are. But uh, the thing that I really want to get into is um, how do you define that? You know, let's say an entrepreneur—they um, they're ambitious, they are full of uh, energy, uh, enthusiastic, and obviously they are passionate. But how do you? How do they define their purpose? Because I, a lot of people I talk to, you know, their sole purpose for starting a business is to earn money. And when I dig deeper, I do not think that is the right purpose. And even if they fulfill that purpose, they don't feel satisfied. They don't feel the, the outcome has fulfilled them. So how do they get to the real sort of core why?
0: I think it's, it's a very interesting question. And I think the, the best way I can describe it, it's a process of self-inspection, which can be uncomfortable. <laughs> because sometimes we don't like what we see and sometimes we don't like the answers that we come up with and we go, Oh my God, is that really me? Am I that vain? Am I that Mm -hmm. self-centered? So acceptance has a lot to do with how you go through the process and come out the other side. It can be a painful process, but it can also be a very liberating process. I think if you are willing to take that journey and this is where a coach or a mentor might be very valuable to have, Uh, on side in your team to be able to help you go through that process it can be done on your own and as i say it is a very interesting process and i've done a lot of personal development myself in uh, a variety of different formats which i won't go into on this call but i i think to really find your true purpose when you ask yourself that question you know what is success to me Well, you know, if it's someone says, well, it's so that I can have enough money to do, well, okay, then ask yourself another question. So, what is that going to mean to you when you can do that? And Mm. if they give another answer, it's like, okay, so if you're able to do that, what does that mean? And if you keep asking yourself that question until you cannot answer it again, then Mm. I think you've found your true purpose. Awesome. Awesome.
1: That's um, that's uh, you know interesting. Again, I went through the same exercise in the in the in January, I think uh, first part of this year, and I was surprised what came out. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to go through that process and and learn that what you really wanted was totally different than what you've been going after, and that is why things didn't work out. So
0: amazing. I think that's very true, and a lot of times. What we want is not so much what we want, but it's what we take on, because that's what society wants. That's what we're marketed to, that that's what we want. So mm-hmm. it, marketing's come a long way, and a lot of what it is that we want is really not what we want. It's what yeah. Uh, yeah. companies tell us that we want. So I think it's really important to go through that process and really understand what is your true purpose. I think innately we're all put on this planet to contribute in some sort of meaningful and valuable ways. What exactly that is for each individual is, is a journey of self-discovery, and some people can go through that process very quickly. For some people, it takes a lot longer, and I think it all depends on how willing they are to self-inspect, and that's, yeah. that's the challenge.
1: That's cool That's, uh, that's very deep. Um, now, let's say you know uh, somebody has uh, worked on themselves, has figured out you know maybe they worked with the mentor or coach, and they mm-hmm. have figured out what their passion is, they've figured out what their purpose is. Now how do they fit it into a business model which actually works in the market and produces uh, revenues produces uh, income?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question again. I think you know a lot of people have a lot of great ideas and what they want to do is do their due diligence, their research, find out if the solution that they've come up with in their mind is a valuable solution and it actually addresses a problem in the real world that people are experiencing and do say, yes, that is a priority. So whatever market or industry or niche that they're in, where they've got a great business idea, they want to grow their network in that industry and speak to leaders in that industry to find out, hey, is that an actual problem that is something they are experiencing and are they looking for a valuable solution and how does your solution stack up? So I think that is very important to do before people go investing a lot of time, energy, money, and effort into, uh, I suppose, uh, soft launching their, their 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 solution whether that be a product or a service or whatever it happens to be before they invest a lot of time energy and effort do their research make sure yeah. that they are actually addressing a real world problem that is screaming for a solution that they can actually create and along that journey that will allow them to fine tune their solution to address you know more finite Problems that people are experiencing, I think.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Um, now, uh, the other thing that I uh, have started focusing on is uh, mindset and sort of, you know, um, basically a positive way of thinking, so that whatever we are shooting for, we can actually sort of, you know, go after it with full force and with uh, our full uh, hard work and and passion. So what do you think about that what does uh, the what is the role of a positive mindset in this whole journey
0: well a positive mindset will allow you to look for the lesson in the challenges if i can use that word because not everything always goes according to plan more things don't go to plan and there are always obstacles and distractions that will take your eye off the focus. And Mm. I guess having the mindset to be able to say, well, that wasn't what I expected to happen. But what is the lesson I can take from that? Acknowledge the done, because I think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs fail to do. They go straight into what we call critical mode where they look at the outcome they've created and go, well, yeah, you knew you'd stuff that up. And, <laughs> and we are our own worst critic, I think. So I think one really important step is that have your, and I don't call it a to-do list. I have it a to-be-done list. It's again, mindset. When we look at things that are to be done, we look at it as in that's already done. And, and I think it's very important to have that mindset to be able to position ourselves in that positive, optimistic world of what's the one thing that I can take from this experience that I can uh, change my approach so that I can create a better outcome. And I think that, you know, we are so used to instant gratification through technology. And I, I've written a couple of articles if people want to go to my profile about this and they can read what I've written about you know uh what influences our attitudes and behavior and fear and all of that I've got some interesting articles that I've written about this it uh, goes into a lot more depth but I really believe that we as individuals have the ability to influence people through our mindset and our self-talk is very very important internally and I don't think enough of us pay enough attention to our own self-talk from having that positive mindset to Acknowledge what we've done and say, you know what, great, you said you were going to do XYZ, you did XYZ. Give yourself a short pat on the back. It takes all but three to five seconds to acknowledge the done. Then you can go into critical mode because that enables you to build your self worth. Because it's a very lonely journey being an entrepreneur because most of us start out wearing all the hats. We do everything. Mm -hmm. And until we start getting money in the door, can we start saying, right, maybe I can now afford to? get a virtual assistant or maybe a personal assistant, uh, depending on what part of the world you live in and, and, and what that might cost you in your business. So you're wearing all the hats at the beginning. So I think it's very, very important to have that mindset and to be on purpose, because if you've got that vision of your purpose clear, then that will enable you, I think, to have that positive mindset that will allow you to continue to throw mud at the wall until you find the right consistency and find something that sticks for you that's cool
1: great um now uh, the theme of the show is bootstrapping and i know you have some views about this as well so how uh, does one go about uh, starting a business do you need a lot of money hundreds of thousands of dollars put your house on the mortgage again or something like that or or can you do it uh, in a scrappy way by bootstrapping the business?
0: Oh, look, you can do it in a scrappy way. And that's what I recommend. If someone's got a full-time job and they have uh, an idea and they have an entrepreneurial spirit, then it's best to, you know, work on that part-time. And I mean, I was just listening to, and I'm very big on personal development. And I was, I was uh, listening to, Uh, Elon Musk's story the other day about how he started where you know before he created PayPal he had a website and it was up 12 hours during the day and then he took it down at night so he could code they didn't have the money to have both an apartment and an office so Mm -hmm. they rented an office space got a sofa bed and they slept at the office and that's how Elon Musk started and that's how a lot of some of these very big companies have started so look, they've bootstrapped their dreams. If you really want some inspiration, go and you know, search some of these people and, and, their, and, and look at their story and understand their story and where they started from because that will provide the, the inspiration for I think a lot of entrepreneurs to see how they can start from nothing without a big budget and create something that is going to potentially change the world. If they feel strongly enough about whatever solution that they are thinking of, they can make it happen. I don't think people fail in life so much as they more give up and they lose focus on their dream and they Mm. let the negatives get to them. And, And that is, I think, what really, really happens. And so the more clarity you have about your vision, I think the more challenges um, is probably the appropriate word that you can actually process and deal with and come out of the other side and and, and create more of what it is that you really want to create.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, now, uh, one of the things that you brought up was, you know, you, when you initially start off, you don't have the money to hire people, but then slowly, you know, you, you get the capability to build a team and i know you are mm. big on uh, team building and and human uh, capital so yeah uh, tell us uh, what is the importance of uh, uh, a really amazing team uh, in terms of the overall success of your company
0: oh it's crucial absolutely crucial look when you're starting up as well there might be people you that you might be able to share your vision with that you say hey look i've got this vision this is what I want to create. And you know what? They may look at what you're doing and go, Look, I know you're in startup mode. I love your vision. It resonates with me on such a deep level. I know you can't afford to pay me, you know, physically any money at the moment, but I love the direction you're going in and I want to support you. Maybe we can come up with some sort of arrangement where, look, in order for me to provide you with my skill set, my experience, and my knowledge to help you fulfill your dream. Maybe we can do an equity share. Maybe we can work on what's called incremental revenue where, you know, they will make an income based on the value that they bring to the business as far as customers, clients and what that translates to when it's monetized. So there's an opportunity for entrepreneurs to be able to attract the right people. Uh, One of the companies that I've come across in the last couple of years is through a previous contact of mine that was a client. And he sat down with me a couple of years ago after I took a gap year and took my kids around Australia in a caravan and four wheel drive I took a gap year and uh, while I was just before going into primary school, so they were quite young three and four wow. now yeah, it was an amazing experience, but uh, i won't digress uh, the 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 opportunity that I want to share with people uh, uh, about about this is that when you I've lost my train of thought here. Sorry, I'm thinking about so many things that I want to say. Please re-ask that question again. So you were,
1: you, you were talking about how we can sort of work out some arrangement with, uh, with, uh, with the team if you don't have the money to pay to them, maybe equity or something. And then you were saying yes. something about uh, you came across a company a couple of years ago.
0: Yes. Yeah, so this company, yes, Matched. Uh, and Matched is M-A-T-C-H-D.com if anyone wants to Google it. They have uh, purchased some intellectual property in the psychometrics area that's occupation-based that's had about 23 years of data, deep data go through it that uh, allows them now to have transitioned that deep data onto a dashboard, which enables even small startups affordably to be able to advertise any particular role that they're looking to fill. Mm -hmm. It allows them to create their own culture profile, and the culture profile has 41 elements, which covers a whole host of different areas, such as things like loyalty, friendliness, communication and openness, corporate citizenship, formality, career opportunities, training and education, diversity, Honesty, integrity, ethics, idealism. You know, how ambitious is that person? How well do they operate under stressful environments? What are their views on workplace health and safety, risk, all of that? Which are very important questions to understand in a whole array of different industries as to whether someone is actually going to fit into that culture of that organisation. Because I think we all know that when we find someone who's a really good fit for a team, they're engagement levels go sky high they are prepared to go the extra mile with a smile as i say they are prepared to go beyond uh, the normal parameters of an employee nine to five mentality and do whatever it takes to make sure that they provide a valuable solution to that customer or that client and when you have people like that in your organization that your vision and your purpose of your business align with theirs, that is yeah. where the magic again happens because they will be prepared to invest their energy and their passion into representing your business and your brand to the wider community. And this, software as a service technology that is in soft launch right here in Australia and New Zealand now, and, and it can be scaled globally. It's, it's mainly as a recruitment tool right now to really provide decision makers with the critical hiring insights into how well that person may fit the culture of the team that they're going to go into. And, and if there, it's a large organization, sometimes that organization has multiple cultures too. So, for example, yeah. the culture of the finance team is going to be very, very different to the culture of a business development and sales team. Uh, And if it's a mining company, the head office culture is gonna be very different to an on-site culture. So it's being able to understand, well, what is the culture of the team that that person's gonna slot into? And are they going to be a really good fit? And if so, how are they also going to perform in that role? And that's another engine that they have that will go through the performance factors of that individual and how suitable they are to performing the specific functions and duties that that role indicates. And that's mapped across to what's called the ILO, International Labour Organisations Industries and Job Standards, of which there's somewhere in the region of seven to 8,000 actual job titles in the world. So it, cool. it, it's, it's very in-depth. So it really provides decision makers with a side-by-side comparison of whether it be you know 50 applicants or 500 applicants it doesn't matter it will provide decision makers with the critical hiring insights and assess and rank them in order of suitability as to who do they want to actually go down the garden path with and maybe interview and do the background and reference checks and and see whether they are going to be the best fit for the role they're looking to fill
1: yeah now, that's so important actually uh just today i was uh, having another conversation with somebody who is actually a researcher in this area and they said uh, that uh, employee disengagement uh, it's uh it's, it's costing the whole world economy about seven trillion dollars per per year um yeah. so that's huge wow so that's yeah. huge isn't it exactly wow uh, wow so let now let's take that um that point of view if you do end up hiring somebody who's not engaged who's not a A good fit what are your options how do you deal with that
0: (laughs) wow well look it really depends on uh you know whether they are engaged on a contract basis that's becoming more and more popular because of the very reason that we're talking about sometimes people interview really really well and they look really really good on paper and they even have really good references And then you go, yes, that person's the best fit. And, you know, the decision makers hire that person only to find out maybe three or six or nine months later that, you know what, they're really not a good fit for the role. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, they're costing you money and lost revenue. And they are maybe not a good fit for the culture too. And some of your better people are leaving because they're creating office politics Um, you you know look that that happens a lot especially in large companies so and 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 you know you can hide in big companies in that area and hang around for years and do lots of detrimental damage (laughs) um, within certain divisions and departments of big organizations in a small startup I mean that can send a small startup to the wall you get someone who's Mm. a wrong fit so it's it's even more important for startups and and small to medium enterprises to really make sure that they do find the best fit for the role Uh, it's really crucial because you know the wrong fit it's not only the cost of you know retraining and rehiring and advertising that position again but it's the lost revenue and it's the the customers that are disillusioned and your brand is now tainted with them and they've gone elsewhere so look look, it's a really hard number to put a figure on there's lots of figures out there but look the difference between a good fit And a great fit, someone who can do the job and do it okay, and someone who is just a rock star can be anywhere from two or three times the productivity and performance. And in highly specialized areas, I've read articles where they say it can be, you know, in IT, for example, someone who's a really great IT individual can do something 25 times faster than someone who's just dabbling. So, you know, when you find someone who's a really great fit, yes, they might cost you twice as much. But if they're 10 times more efficient, well, you do the numbers. So you really wanna understand what the numbers are uh, for that particular role. So it's very important for a person to understand the numbers associated with that role and in what value it's gonna bring their business and the cost of getting it wrong. (laughs) What what is that gonna cost potentially their business?
1: Um, that's great. And uh, now, uh, going back to your entrepreneurial journey, did you, yeah. can you share any experience that, uh, you know, maybe a negative experience you had made, made a mistake hiring or made any other type of mistakes that you learned from?
0: Oh, all the time there's numerous mistakes that, you know, and I continue to make mistakes, but that's what we learn from. I think if you're scared to make a mistake, then you're not gonna pull the trigger. Then the entrepreneurial journey, maybe isn't really for you. That may sound harsh, but I think you want to be able to make mistakes and be open to the fact that, hey, look, I'm gonna make mistakes. And when you make them, make them quickly. Fail fast and fail forward Mm -hmm. uh, are, are two expressions that I use regularly. So. Yeah, you, you, you don't want to be afraid of making mistakes. If you're afraid of making mistakes, you're going to be afraid of pulling the trigger. And in, as an entrepreneur, you want to be able to pull the trigger. I think one thing that helped me recently, I engaged with, uh, with uh, uh, some personal coaching, uh, which some of the listeners might be aware of. He's, he's a fairly brash Canadian-American, uh, but he's one of the few people that can actually uh, walk the walk. And he's got a big talk, and his name is JT Fox. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did some coaching with him uh, uh, recently. And one of the things that he says is, you know, what is the best case scenario? What is the worst case scenario? And what is the most likely scenario? Mm -hmm. And once you understand those, five, four, three, two, one, make a decision go with it. And, you know, that's great advice for any entrepreneur, I think.
1: For sure. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's a simple paradigm, but yeah, I mean, if you look at it, even mathematically, if you work out the probabilities, uh, most likely the most likely scenario is going to win and, and the two extremes uh, the best case scenario and worst case scenario are not going to happen that often. So that's very good advice for sure.
0: Yeah. Look, I mean, if the worst case scenario that you're going to be homeless and, and you're going to you know be living on the poverty line, well, yeah, you might go, yeah, I'm going to yeah take a rain check on that just now. <laughs> but hey, you know, if there's a support system that you've got that you can rely on, hey, great. I mean, look, everybody's situation is different. There's no one size fits all. So it's really yeah, yeah. about, as I say, that ability to self-inspect, which I touched on earlier, is very important to be able to do.
1: Exactly. Exactly. But and then uh, we talked about the positive mindset. If if you lack that, automatically, most likely scenario becomes the worst case scenario. And and you know, as you said earlier, like that's when people give up and and uh, do not uh, um, achieve their dreams.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you have that worst case scenario mentality uh, and you don't have the positive mindset, then you will be looking at. the the worst case scenario. And when you're constantly thinking about the worst case scenario, well, guess what? You're more than likely gonna attract that. (laughs) So (laughs) that may not be your intent, but if you're constantly worried and stressed about it, then you will more than likely attract that worst case scenario. So if you're thinking about the best case scenario or the most likely scenario, then that's more than likely what you're going to attract. So having that positive mindset, I think is paramount to being successful. If you're thinking about you know, the, 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 the best thing that can happen to you and you're constantly striving towards that, well, look, it may not happen straight away, but with a clear vision, you will be prepared to go through the challenges and learn from those challenges and adjust your aim and keep firing. And eventually, as I say, you throw enough mud at the wall, you're eventually gonna get the consistency where something sticks and you're gonna go, <laughs> right. That worked. Hey, let's duplicate that. Whatever it happens to be for you. Yeah,
1: that's great. Well, on that high note, uh, let's uh, close this interview. This has been a fascinating and very informative session. Thank you so much. Um, And now before I let you go, can you tell us how people can reach out to you?
0: Yes, look, I haven't updated my personal website for a while. uh, So that's wanting some attention so I won't direct people there the best way they can actually reach out and connect with me is through my LinkedIn profile at the moment because I am quite active on LinkedIn so they will find me under Nicholas Fudge I'm based in Perth Western Australia in case there's more than one of me I've got a very unusual last name so Fudge is F-U-D-G-E just like the candy fudge because when I say yeah. it to people they kind of look at me and they go did he really say fudge I'm like yes I did. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so people can reach out and connect with me on LinkedIn. And if they do, if they would please send a personal message about why they'd like to connect with me. It doesn't have to be long. Just, hey, I heard you on, you know, bootstrapping your dreams. I'd like to connect with you and ask you more questions. And I'm happy to respond with people. Just so you know, I don't know when this is going out. I actually go on annual leave. Uh, This Saturday for up to three weeks, I'm flying out to Hawaii for a few weeks to go on a cruise and celebrate a friend's 50th. And then I'm doing some business in Melbourne on the way back. So I may not be responding uh, to messages as quickly as I normally would. So they may find that 48 to 72 hours go past before I might actually, you know, have some time to actually respond to them. So I just thought I'd mention that.
1: Sure. So we will we'll try to coordinate that um, the release of the episode with your return so that you know, everything works out nicely.
0: That would be wonderful. And if they'd like to know more about Match, what I'd like to say to them as well, they're in soft launch at the moment. So, so the platform is up and running. So if there are any small businesses who are at that point where they're looking for the right fit, I would like to offer them an opportunity to use the Match platform for free as a trial for them to actually see how it provides them with the critical hiring insights into the applicants that they're having apply for the roles they're looking to fill. So I'd like to offer that as a free service because I would love to get their feedback on how it's delivering on the outcomes we say it can and I would love to get some testimonials from people and businesses using it so that I can create a roadmap of some of the things that people are wanting to see the platform be able to do so we want to know hey what is it doing really really well but also what would you like it to be able to provide you as far as deep data and information and insights into potential applicants because it's going to continue to evolve and grow as you know the platform gets more and more deep data going through it so I'd just like to share that with the listeners. They can reach out to me and connect and I can put them in touch with the operations manager, which can show them how to set up the platform for any of the job boards that they are looking to advertise roles on, okay?
1: That's great. Thank you so much. Beautiful.
0: You're very, very welcome, Manoj. Thank you very much for the opportunity to share my uh, experiences on your uh, Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. And uh, I look forward to engaging with any of the listeners that would like to take this conversation uh, a little further. Thank you.
1: For sure. Thanks Thanks once again. And that's all for now. Until next time. Now, if you're an entrepreneur or a career professional, then I invite you to join our growing community. Navigate to bootstrapping.group. As a welcome bonus, you will get the Startup Founders Technology Accelerator video series and Mastering Your Inner Game video series absolutely free. This series of short videos address some core issues which are instrumental in helping you move forward in your business or career. The videos are yours to view and share for free. No obligations or strings attached, except for one, you have to take action and implement it. So join us today, navigate to bootstrapping.group. If you want more engaging videos and insightful interviews with industry's thought leaders, then check out the other videos we have picked for you. The link is right there. And if you want to be notified about our new content, please do consider subscribing to our channel.